Today we're covering wall hyphen E. <laughs> I thought it was Vala. Um, Vala. A Pixar movie Vala. that exists. Uh, this is Frame Right, the show where we rate frames. I'm Michael Swaim. I'm uh, pointing at my co-host. I'm not looking at you, but I know what you're doing. He's watching a streamer on mute on his tablet. No, I'm just trying to open up my notes for this podcast so like people come here for the hits. Okay. And they want to know some good trivia. Fine. I'm here for that. So That's Abe Epperson. We're I'm Abe Epperson. <laughs> incredibly honored to have Star Hodge with us. Hi. Say hi, Star. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Um, and you selected Wally. Yeah. From a list of many potentials. No one has yet to select Freaked, the movie that I've I have did my not, fingers crossed. For. I don't know what that movie is. No one knows. Alex Winters. It's the only movie other than Bill and Ted's movies that Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves appear in, and Keanu Reeves is uncredited. Really? And he has a full face prosthesis, so you can't tell it's him. <laughs> I will come back and do that one if I could watch it with you guys. It's my favorite comedy. It's film a good of all comedy. Time. Okay. It's like airplane level in terms yeah. of like efficiency. Yeah, I feel like that needs to be watched with people. Yeah. Not like, yeah, we should watch it together. And it's yeah, yeah it's about a circus. People who have seen this will know how <laughs> fucked up I am. I also keep leaning on Adam Ganser to guest specifically only because I want to make him watch E.G. the Killer in front of me, like with me. And you can laugh maniacally. <laughs> I just want to see what like a man of God's reaction to Ichi the Killer is. Uh, is that sick of me? No. I just don't think that defines Adam necessarily. Like, he'll, he'll no, find no, a way no. to weasel out of, of what course. you want. He'll have film opinions instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Star, as our guest, I'd love to hear your opening spiel on Wally. Did you rewatch it for the purposes I did, of this? I did. Okay. I did. I rewatched it on Monday. Actually. Have you seen it 12 times like us? No. Here's the thing. Okay. Like, I think I've maybe watched Wally twice before rewatching it again and mm -hmm. and the time I rewatched it was back when it came out. Right. And I just I remember I mean, I still cried <laughs> Monday, like halfway through the movie, I'm just tearing up and just being like, Oh man, this was so good. This Do you remember just... what part got you? Honestly, whenever whenever Wally is just appreciating humanity. Define dancing. And and like I cried when he helped he helped the guy go back into his chair and the guy was just like Hi, like I forgot his I'm name. John. He's like, I'm John and Cliff Wally's Clavin like from Cheers. Wally. And then like like I was just like people. Yep, <laughs> like and yep. just like having like this not this this robot who is who who like reeks of humanity out there. Like bring hum humanity back to people. And it's just uh, I just it, makes me happy. It's not yeah, totally it's, alone in the genre, but I do think it's the vast minority, and it's a refreshing idea that AI and robotics could save us. Yeah. Like, we usually have two responses, which is AI will never become fully sentient, so it won't rise up. And other people are like, it will become fully sentient, and therefore, we're fucked. And there is a, there's now like a popular opinion that's, well, maybe we will blend with them and like cyborgs will become the future. But Wally's a fourth option, which is what if we totally fall from grace and basically become we need robot pets? Jesus to like, show us the way. I like <laughs> they do, we're their pets, essentially. Yeah. Like they're just they're taking slaves. care of us. That's where robots. No, we're there. Well, no, we're there. I well, that's what I, that's my opinion. I like, I like the interpretation of Wally and just, you know, in general robotic lit, I guess to, is that a term? I don't know. But like uh, the idea that as Robo we, sl yeah. uh, we slough off parts of ourselves, which is the disease that all the fat people on the Axiom had, which is that they like 
they don't have to work. They just have leisure, right? So as we slough off the work part of our brain, we're passing that over to these robots to complete. Which and is the point that, of tools and robots. But yeah. in, that, <laughs> in, in that integration of society into that formula, we pass a, a piece of ourselves, which the robots pick up. And so the, that's why there's a beautiful union at the end and the handshake with John is so salient to me. It's yeah. Because it's two parts of humanity interacting with each other, finally, again, remarrying. Yeah. It's well, beautiful. also I love that uh, you just made me realize Wally's whole function is to stay behind and gather the things that humans have discarded that they may want well, later. And I feel like that's how he gained a personality. It um, must have been. Totally, because, because you see that he's obsessed with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I mean, but I that's guess what he does with spoilers for the end so. when he gets rebooted for a hot second, and he <laughs> just turns back into like a robot, robot yeah. without a personality at a all. Clean slate. Yeah. That's what it just. I mean, at least in that moment, I was just like, oh, that just. I mean, how it was seven hundred years that he's functioning. I assume. Yeah, probably took yeah. that long. So it took that long right. to like start looking at the things around you and like yeah. picking up and learning and then becoming sentient like kind of a zen practice of just like raking the sand yeah. he's just taking out the trash and enough of that and you just go oh there's something else here yeah <laughs> what do you think about that message because actually that's something kurt vonnegut talked a lot about that came up in our kurt vonnegut the, end, it? the no, end of it is that we outsource work to machines and that deprives us of a purpose for existing and dignity in some way mm. and i always found that i don't agree or i don't understand would it be bad if robots did all of our jobs and we could do whatever we want i don't believe that people would just watch tv and eat snacks i that think was, we would do a bunch of cool shit i feel that that part always like if you think it's one of those movies where if i start thinking about it too hard then i start it's doesn't fall apart but it just makes me go i'm like oh okay that this is definitely like it's a kids movie don't think too hard about it because they they've been on the ship for, I mean, generations. Mm -hmm. And there's no new media content in the sense of like, there's nobody's telling stories. No right. one's like, like I feel like there would always be someone who's creating, if not a physical thing, if those needs are met, mm -hmm. but like mental things like puzzles and games. And yeah, I agree. Like I just, agree. You would be, you'd be making things to figure well, out. Or people would be, we have natural curiosity. We'd be like... North? You'd want to explore different sectors of space. You'd want like there's a natural indomitable human curiosity, I think. Yeah. To create yeah. and figure out why did we point north? Elucidate. Uh I think that the <laughs> the only fit you guys agree, and mm -hmm. I agree, but the only fissure in this debate right now seems to be about like what tasks are outsourced mm -hmm. and what the the value what's valuable to ourselves in those specific tasks. And I was yeah. bringing up that, yes, if I don't have to like attach a rotor onto a car, mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily, I don't know what that is, but maybe a guy who's done that for 10 years has found some humanity in that, or maybe not. But one thing that's directly parallel to this that I think everyone can share is our outsourcing to the iPhone, the idea of like, or GPS. Like, we don't need to know maps. We don't need oh, to know I don't know how to spell for shit. Yeah, you don't need right. to spell. You get autocorrect. But exactly. I guess the scary so questions to me are... That's more available to Questioning everyone. myself who just said, well, art is the answer, but what about if theoretically we create a robot that can write better screenplays than any human can write? Shouldn't we just stop? Or beyond that even... What if you have the ability to directly 
in like stimulate your brain in such a way that you have the feeling that you just saw a great movie. Do you even need to have movies anymore? Well, I think there should be <laughs> a robot. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, there should that's... be AI. <laughs> do, there should definitely be AI filmmakers, but I don't think that we should all adopt that philosophy. That's was, just a I would say the first part. half of it, I disagree mm-hmm. because, I mean, otherwise nobody would be making things because everybody, right. I mean, we all, we all consume content that are like, I don't know if I could ever make something like that. That doesn't stop people from trying to still make their own content. That's true. You know, so and it's like subjective. Yeah. So like who's to say the robots is the best movie. Yeah. Ever. So yeah. like the robot's going to make an amazing movie. Like, oh, man, that was beautiful and amazing. I want to make something that like that. That's, I think, more of the instinct. Yeah. Mm. But the if you make a thing that make triggers that sense of like, ooh, that satisfactory feeling of watching <laughs> a thing. I don't know, because yeah. that sounds amazing <laughs> and i would movie pill, it's also like that and pill. i'd save time too like oh, oh i would get that feeling and i could do but then i'm like well then what am i doing because all i do is like to create so i'm always looking for that feeling i also think our generational zeitgeist is very in love with robots and logic right now because in a world that is so chaotic in and a world in a world uh that's so chaotic and you know kind of doesn't make sense to us we like the cold uh, application of processes that uh, like a robot would utilize. Like, I don't know. I, for, for me, for example, when I watch mm-hmm. a movie like Annihilation or like Wally, or I see like the app, very similar, films. very similar films, but just the <laughs> idea of it's just a steady operation of a very simple procedure. Like he has just got one function. It's just robot meets robot, you know, just fall in love. But he's just like, all I care about is Eve. That's the only part, purpose to that. Or in Annihilation, where it's just like this disease that is just taking over things, and it's just like, I just duplicate. I don't know. Or like we talked about yesterday, because we had a podcast with Dan and I like Ryan, the idea that where the, the Martians be... and Mars attacks are basically just like, we just oh, want to fuck with you. Yeah. But I like the idea that the Shimmer and Annihilation would be like apologetic, like, oh, you didn't want that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm going to duplicate that, but like, I'm sorry but about just it. Just leave yeah. it there. But my point is that like our culture right now, I think, likes that kind of, mm-hmm. uh, there's a safety in that net. There's a, uh, there's a little bit of this like comfort in this idea of like, well, I, you know, two plus two equals four and that I do know. Everything else is like a fucking bag of cats. I but- mean, it helps. It helps that in Wally, though, like the robots weren't the reason why we left the planet. Right. But so like c- if the robots were any part of the reason why we like screwed up everything, then I think it'd be a different And the story. robots are arbitrarily harmless, meaning like there's no robot in Wally that you actually fear. There's the Auto? villain who is the robot who is literally just following orders and doesn't yeah, exactly. actually show yeah. sentience. So, and it's so like, we're fearful it's of a our human devotion. Error. Yeah, 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 but we're fearful of our devotion to it because we like the idea. That's why science fiction always works is that the second we fall in love with something, we think about what if this thing that we fell in betrayed love with me. betrayed me? What if Fred Willard betrayed us? What if one <laughs> of us is the thing? Yeah. You know, like it's just this kind of... Uh, it's this object permanence. It's this thing that's just always there and we're like... Like, I was having a conversation with our fans on Discord about home, the word home, about, like, you can think of a house and you can think of a home. And they are two different words, but they have such drastic meanings. Oh, yeah. You know? And I think that with robots and Wally, he really tugs at our heartstrings about what we do like about robots and we hope are true is true about robots. And then 
put him as with an antagonist like Otto, which is the thing that we fear about robots. A robot who's not evil, but it doesn't even, it's not open to influence because no. it doesn't know. It's just doing what it does. Robots play by the rules him. that we understand, but right. it's a little system that they can. Well, you, can't, you cannot reason with Otto. Yeah. But I don't know if there's like a worldwide love of technology right now. I think there's a lot of hate for like the perceived isolation that social media. You're probably right. Percentile. But like, I'm just saying like more than ever, mm -hmm. like the industrial revolution, you know, like the atomic age, there's many times that we have like suddenly perked up and looked around and said like this is a thing but not everyone was with that trend I'm just saying more than because of in, our information highways and our internets and all that mm -hmm. uh, we are more uh, we are so close now to the idea of AI and robotics that a movie I'm on like board this, personally. I'm go for it. I frankly <laughs> they can't fuck it up more than we've already started fucking it up. I do believe and have the feeling <laughs> that mankind's destiny will turn out to be to barely get to the point where we can give birth to a better life form than ourselves, which will do a better job. Like I think we'll be remembered as the honored ancients who gave rise to robots, which will be a much better form of life That's than fine. we are. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we should talk about this movie, though. We right? have. You just mentioned Otto. I know, I know. But I, I, I want to talk but about some say of the minutiae of what makes yeah. this movie work. Well, part of what makes you like Wally flies in the face of what you just said, I think, or combines with it. Yeah. He acts distinctly <laughs> human, right? Yes. He yes. likes musicals. And just, That's and weird. Because of his eyes. Robot. His eyes are His expressive. character design is so good. It's on Very point. Minimal. They just, they knew, they were like, okay, we're going to have two shapes. We're going to have a teardrop shape, round, Apple-like, everybody likes the sleek design. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a box with big baby eyes mm -hmm. and and Boxes squeaky little sounds. Eyes. And that's all you need. And his, yeah, his design's so And like, the way his wonderful. eyes are shaped, they imply eyebrows that can only take three positions, like sad, angry, and happy, which is all he ever needs to be. Hopeful, yeah. hopeful is the big one. Sad and hopeful, I think, are only a few degrees off with the eye angle. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, when he looks at Hello Dolly and he's like tapping his, his fingers. His little fingers, the little How clasps. they intersect. Yeah, just in this little... Well, like, he's practicing holding hands. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, but it's also, it's like the way that they meet this movie is so intertwined. Like it's entangled in a like very... Like the movement that the animators yeah. did made it seem so fucking childlike. Oh my god, dude! John Lasseter had to scream so hard at his animators to get that. <laughs> well, shot that, that this good. is Andrew Scranton. He's a great job, Stanton. Yeah, Stanton. Sorry. Did you know I just read actually Scantron? <laughs> well, wait. Or no, that was Incredibles. Brad Bird basically was gonna get steamrolled by Lasseter, but Steve Jobs personally stepped in on his behalf and like stopped him. Oh, where wow. the Incredibles. Oh, really? Sucked. Or at least been vastly different. Mm. Yeah. And I really like it, so I choose to I'm also, I'm, it's weird. I'm also impressed with how they designed the roach because I don't <laughs> sure. like them. The two little... Yeah. Oh, like how do you make a roach and How do you make a roach uh, gross and like, I mean, even then, I mean, I was still kind of like skin crawling whenever the roach was just all over them just to be like, mm. I'm a little cute little pet thing. And I'm just like, yeah. mm, I'm not feeling like, it. Gets into but I felt bad when he stepped on it. I mean, it was fine. But there was oh. like a moment of like... Oh, and the fact that his reaction, that moment, like his reaction, he steps on the roach and he's just like, what have I done? But he yeah. kind of also accepted it really fast. <laughs> he had robot. like a half a second of like, what have I done? Oh no. And then it moved and he was like, okay. But yeah, he, I'm so happy you mentioned this because this is literally now to have what you're citing is right before he takes off to go to Eve. That's like 18 minutes into the film. Uh, there's 22 minutes of the beginning of the movie 
that there's no dialogue other I than know. Fred uh, uh, Fred Willard and the lyrics to Singing in the Rain and yeah the lyrics but like just the idea that in a whole boy meets girl story mm-hmm. first act of your play essentially almost because he leaves like 25 30 right. minutes. yeah but anyway uh the first human dialogue is 39 minutes into the movie and that's like the john interaction fred willard of course not a human so that's not really count. human really. <laughs> not really i mean he's a he's Outside a hologram of like background no but i mean fred willard the the thing is not really a human like they creature. did <laughs> they did a good job of trying to show you how like bnn is it bnn BNL. Uh, BNL. Big and large. Yeah. Bare naked ladies. Took, Bare naked ladies. took over. By and large. But is took over the planet essentially yeah. and just. Which, Club. Yeah. Which it's also possible. weirded me out because I was like, is this. Like, he's Club. the president. He's the president of whatever. Of the this, company and the world. Of the company it's and like the unclear, world. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to imagine that it's the world because if it's just the US, because a lot of the cultural everything, it's right. just very. I mean, then why would he be the one on the tape know. that Otto sees that says "Don't return to Earth" if he's not like leader of the world? Yeah, it's true <laughs> that the Axiom like uh, people who live there are they look very like a cross section of America. Yeah, you know, I'm like are there other are there other ships? There doesn't seem. Are there other divisions of BNL? Man, there could be. Imagine if at the end of the movie the U.S. ship returns home and like learns how to fish and heal the world, and they're like. Should we tell like Russia and like Asia and Africa to no, come they're back? Dead. They're like, nah, fuck. I them. will say like on my <laughs> on my rewatch because I I could have sworn the first time I watched it that more than one ship came back, mm. and then watching it again, like in the credits mosaic stuff. Yeah, like okay. I I thought like the signal of a of a plant going in sends a signal to the other ships because I couldn't imagine. I how do you flagship? Yeah, how do you fill the entire world's population unless how many people died? Like it's either really tragic where this, right. there was not a lot. But of I mean, overpopulation assume like ten billion, and right. there's only like what six thousand people on the axiom right. or something. Like yeah, that. everyone so on the axiom speaks English. I have to imagine English, there's more there, ships. It could be mute movie magic. Like it's always hard to tell in a movie if everyone's speaking English or the movie is just in English. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, but over I mean, seven thousand, seven oh, hundred years. I'm, there is. Uh, when it's doing the intro to like Wally going through and entering the axiom that it mm-hmm. crosses across like the teachers that are like teaching the kids words and like you are here at axiom. I do remember at one point there's Chinese characters. So it so might be arc. there's a multinational kind of thing, but it's not specified. I don't, I know, what, I don't know what makes me feel better. The idea that BNL took over the world mm-hmm. and somehow homogenized culture <laughs> in yeah. such a way that it like because that's really sad in its, its own way. Mart, not or Walmart. or I'd have to, or the other alternative is like so many people died. Yeah, so I think many that's people died that yeah, it had to like. You're in a rock and a hard place with the apocalypse. I am pretty sure that there is no reference or implication of other ships. I do think it's an arc that holds all remaining surviving humans, that's which has to be very sad. fierce because they want it to be a closed system. It's so not they Walmart. Don't want to bring it up. It's all Mart. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I think what it is is it's it's not necessary that it's taken like it may be true but i i don't know what the creators they obviously don't want you to think about it no no they don't they don't want you to think about it they don't want you to think that like necessarily like the corporate aspect of uh capitalism has taken over like the politics of it they just bnl happen to have the resources to create spaceships i disagree i think they are satirically trying to say that corporations and governments will come urge but maybe that's because i what i that's what i believe i think that's only because he <laughs> looks well, yeah, like he, in his shot he looks like he's in, behind a presidential podium but yeah. there's no like official american seal 
So you think by and large literally was like, look, our bad. We're primarily responsible for ruining the earth, so we'll build the ship. See, and I, we want to go too. I took it as BNL became so big that is like too big to that fail they that, it, that the they merged with the government That's what I and to. they became the government. It could be true. Because it's all about buy and buy everything. Buy everything you need. Consume, consume, consume. I think mm. that was definitely the yeah. The message of like... What's the truth, Fred Willard? Well, Michael, it's good to be here. <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm Fred. Fred Willard. From uh, but, uh, Best of the Show. And the by and large. Uh, get and, on point, Fred. I mean, I, I hope the ship keeps running because otherwise you lose so much information or like knowledge because them coming back and like restarting humanity. Sure, let's jump to them because right. everyone has lots of questions about the end. My main two questions... I'll start with just the one that you're alluding to is wouldn't a bunch of obese people who live their whole lives in floating chairs watching movies try for a week and then be like, fuck this. I'm not living like this and go back on the ship. How did it work? How did they convince them to work? What if a piece of your soul you felt for a long time since you've ever lived Mm -hmm. on the axiom being like the nth generation that there was a part of you that wasn't whole and it crept I feel into like your that soul now, every I don't night. do anything about it. And then you, you put your feet on dirt and grass yeah. and then you finally find that. It's that river quote from uh, Firefly. Firefly. My, my thinking along that line is that they're, they were all, they're all big babies. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're children yeah. in adult bodies. And if you give, and they listen to the robots. So if the robots mm. are like, this is the task we're doing, you're, they're going to do it because there's, I mean, it's again, 700 years. That's a lot yeah. of generations. That's my point. I still have to believe there's an attrition process. So I'm just saying to get onto the axiom, 98% of people on earth probably died. And then to return to earth, they've I bet. Got, they've had to have been really wealthy. Too, I think 90% huh? of the people yep. on the axiom probably die toiling in the fields. I'm not saying that no, that everyone dies, but I just think those uh, Peter Gabriel credits gloss over some mosaics of people like starving and warring against each other. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think they would have starved because if they would just go back on the ship and the ship would feed them. They still have the ship's still a functioning. Then why ship. farm and fish? I think just for the sake of for the sake doing of it, reinvigorating and your soul? making this place home. No, Fuck no, that. I think it's a, it's about it's about not it's leaving humanity. on the ship anymore. That's what they lost. So, like, this is my interpretation. I'm not saying that the filmmakers had this, but like the way it sits home at with with me is that uh, they are reigniting civilization not because of not for they survival. just need to right. It's just that they they are tired of the civilization that they had, right. and it's the new revolution of well, well now we're farmers and everything because that's and how everything we have to that, live if we want to live here. And I think that romanticizes farming more than it. Have tried farming for oh. a while; it's not fucking fun or like enlightening. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would say, I would, I would assume that it's like everything is new for them. Like right. on the ship, you know exactly what's going to happen. Everything's to the T. Everything's done. For it'd be like you're living in this apartment for your whole life and you never really got to go outside. And then one day somebody like takes you outside and it's just like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. you could go do things if you want to. You could always come back. 
But, but now axiom, you can go outside and do things. The axiom is better than my apartment, significantly. Full disclosure, <laughs> when I see things like Ready Player One, I'm like, I would live in a yeah, virtual apartment. I, would, I, I would don't see in, what the problem is, honestly. You are the reason that, <laughs> what is that quote, the holodeck is the final invention of the human Humanity. race. Yeah. Sure. I don't, who says that? Kirk? Bradbury? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. The other question I always want to ask people about the end is, there's an, it's an obvious Jesus parable because he sacrifices himself. And then he's brought back by the kiss of true love. So it's like a fairy tale combined with the Jesus parable. Maybe I'm just too dark of a person. But I think Wally should be dead at the end. Either stay dead or even better, because I like the maximum amount of suffering in the movie. Mm -hmm. He should have stayed blank. Right. Love conquers all even programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's stupid. If they would have done that. I think it should have taken another 700 years for him to have regained his personality. So you could have like the montage of the credits where he's helping rebuild society, but just as a blank robot. And then post credit scene where it's 700 years later, society's completely rebuilt. And he looks at Ava and is like, Ava, like you recognizes her. I would be like, boom, you earned it. But I don't like how she just kisses him and there's static electricity. In yeah. It's because again. if there was a sequel, it would be, a I would have, yeah, I had to, uh, to, for me to fix that in my brain, I had to well, like, okay, there's some part in his like mechanism that his actual like hard drive or memory is stored because otherwise none of that makes sense. That's he's still a computer. <laughs> electrocuting a hard drive restores the data. Well, he withstands like a shit ton of stuff. Like he's, That's they true. showed him in the yeah. beginning able to withstand heat from a rocket and he was fine. Space without a, any kind of protection. Yeah, Even so, though he wasn't built to go into space, which is amazing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, he's a pretty, he's a pretty tough, but he's he a goes through the robot. atmosphere. And like he, she said, he's fine. It's just pretty. He's impressive. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying he's impressive. Like the rocket king down the beat. That's like melt. Like anything would melt. Yeah, it's right. But jet fuel like, can't just, melt steel. Star. <laughs> and he just buried himself in this dirt. Like this is fine. And then I came out several times. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. he's he's hardy. But that although I, his, I still agree yeah. with. I'm not disagreeing with you. I. I, Mike and I have talked about this at length. In fact, when we first watched it in 2008 or nine, whenever it came out, I, it came out in 2008, but I think at the end of the year. But we were moving out of our San Diego apartment, and we were, or I guess house, and uh, we had finished up our work. We'd put things mm-hmm. in boxes, and we're just sitting around, and we're like, ah, I'm tired of putting shit in boxes and cleaning. Do you want to go to Wally? Oh, and so he and I went to Wally, and we caught like an 11 p.m. show or something like that. So we were up until like we got out of it at like like almost one, and then we sat there and talked for about an hour and a half about Wally, even though we should have been going. <laughs> it's to bed. still my favorite and Pixar. It, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic, and the script is in top five scripts of the last decade for mm-hmm. me. But uh, one of the things that we talked about is we both agreed that because it was a children's film in essence, because Pixar is universal. Adults can like it, but children also need to be able to like it. They don't drop F-bombs. Yeah. Like, except for that one that Wally just looks direct to Kane and says, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> uh, he says it in code. Yeah, he says it in ones and zeros. But we talked about how we're like soulless and what does it mean about us that we know about computers that if you wipe ram ram is gone so he should be lost his personality should be lost and that's like so we're kind of broken in that way and i feel like i've rectified that Uh, like i i kind of like his interpretation of it because i like the idea that it's not about after 700 years him turning to eve 
and going Eva, like, and there's recognition there. It's the idea of he's now a blank slate just as he was. And we lost that Wally, but Wally's eternal. Wally can in 700 <laughs> more years and Eve can for 700 more years redevelop this. Like he's infected her with an idea that hello Dolly out idea that out there idea. And uh, she have you heard the good news about Wally? Huh? Have you accepted <laughs> Wally you accepted as your personal savior? As your robot savior? <laughs> oh, that would most for sure happen, right? Where yeah. they would at least start as big to... as Flying Spaghetti Monster, you'd think. I really think. Well, the, I'm just ima- oh, the, you're saying in, in the movie. In the movie, wouldn't they would make the robots religious figures at I some agree. point? Right? Yeah, salvation. The, the future kind, civilization yeah. could not be structured in the same way that our civilization. Right. Is. The religion. The would robots be, would be like totemic figures that they are priests of. And, and they, yeah, and because, yeah. They're, <laughs> because they're in the same way that like, we, they brought us from the I mean, stars they would be and showed us as how close to, to gods as it gets because yeah. they are eternal. Um, my one favorite robot of this movie is that I don't know how the transition is going to go for Mo. Mo. Oh. Because as soon as he, he's the cutest little robot who's just a cleaner Mo robot. Mo would just stay on the ship. He hates containment. He, 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 he has to get the ship. rid of yeah, containment. Yeah, he would keep yeah. cleaning the ship. Or unless he was like programmed <laughs> to be like, okay, we made this building. Mm-hmm. Make sure all the dirt doesn't go into this building. Like it would, You'd have to he keep would have him a, inside yeah. Janitorial places. job, which is what his function is. You Which know? he seems all about. Mo well, is I mean, such a great robots, little robot. <laughs> we like to think that about robots. What do you, What is your purpose? You bring salt. And that's so convenient. I don't know. Is that true sentience? If you're programmed to just enjoy whatever you're doing, is that cheating somehow? I don't know if it's cheating because I we enjoy things like sex a lot. You know that was programmed for in yourself. Us. You don't like sex, but uh, <laughs> I just like when you speak for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Own your voice, just, Abe. Wally, <laughs> Wally was going around bringing humanity to the other robots too, though, right? So like they and were the also on their own because he didn't he the the worker bot that led him into the elevator. He waved at it, and then the robot was just like learned waving. Wave. Learned how to wave, yeah. right? Like so, they're all innate. For some reason, all the robots are have the ability to gain humanity as long as someone's sparks but have it? apparently been cut off from I love it that since you, they've been from earth away from earth i love the way you phrase that become humanity like just the idea that we have this thing that robots are want of like they need it and they're just a different organism yeah no you know? but wally, so they, they don't need like it's so but funny obviously that you we like data it no, because I do, wally does because become human like yeah <laughs> and if you look at data data's like prime directive is that he wants to learn what it is to be human why would that be true? Pinocchio. Yeah, why know, would that yeah. be true, though? Is like, it just pure curiosity, or is it in the programming? Well, that's the thing. Can you program curiosity? We don't even know what that is yet. until we, we can define it. Someday, but well, we don't I yet. Because yeah. that robot took a second bef- from the moment he saw Wally wave at him, then he's, we're gone from him, and then eventually you pass by him again, and he, like... Because he takes a moment to, like feel like do i like this mm-hmm. and he like i'm like holding my hand up and down like i'm waving like a crab. you know and he's like testing it out and then when he, the opportunity to do it again comes up he like then he like does it like oh, okay mm-hmm. i get what this is so is he just like doing it because it's like oh something happened to me and i'm mimicking or is it just like do i actually like it That's, kind of yeah you're right thing. i think the movie clearly posits that humanity is a thing that is good and exists tangibly and Wally has it because he's on Earth and yeah. he brings it to the other Yet robots. Yet it is unethical. And I don't know if I agree with that. Because that's also that. could be how Wally started figuring it out. Like he saw something and was just, I'm mimicking it without thinking about it and uh. then all of a sudden it 
clicked and he's like i enjoy making my hands do this i enjoy Maybe. that sound that's why i think the like the best four minutes of the last decade of cinema to me is defined dancing that sequence is it a decade We're, did it come out in 2008 yes okay uh and <laughs> we're coming up on not i know being a decade 10 year uh, anniversary yeah. of wally jesus good timely podcast wally um, is jesus uh but just that sequence is so beautiful to me because it's two robots actually dancing while it's the captain learning what even the term means, yeah. which is exactly the reversal of how we program robots, where we have this beautiful witness of this event that cosmically, you know, like, oh, we're dancing now and there's nothing, I can't even put words to it. I can tell you that these are movements, but I can't tell you what it means to me. Like, I can't define that. I don't have the ability or vocabulary. And the robots are the ones who are just like, hit up the dictionary, what is dancing? And here are these two robots outside of the ship doing it. with a Not actually station. doing it. They're actually, in their own minds, surviving being thrown into space using a fire Oh, but they started no, enjoying it. They were that's dancing. That's true. That's how it starts. But then they have fun, yeah. yeah. But then they, they, they like play create with each a other. helix. Yeah. They like play, yeah. I yeah. love... I it's love clearly that. a symbol for his jizz. <laughs> right. I love that moment too because it, it it that's where I like finally get at least me become on board with Eve liking Wally back, like falling in love with him back. Because the first thing you see, like, and they did a good job when they first introduced to her, she lands on the planet, and the first thing she does, she's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna stretch my little my little robot wings and mm-hmm. fly around and have a good time and just enjoy mm-hmm. moving being and being and outside." This, yeah. You know, I'm not in a box anymore. And I, so yeah. she shares that mo- that thing that she really enjoys doing with Wally outside the ship. Yep. And that yep. I was just like, and now I'm I'm on board with their love story. And Although, he witnesses that, so he yeah. fell in love with that. Yeah. Right. Although it is still funny to realize that it's technically the story. Of a dude who sees the only woman he's oh, ever yeah, seen in yeah, his yeah. life, yeah, walks true. up to her, is like, introduces himself, says his name, she shoots at him. So it'd be the equivalent of like pulling mace and being like, get the fuck away from me. Later, he finds her asleep and he forcibly holds her hand. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a creepy. It is. He got of- punished immediately for he it. Did, though, he got so zapped. I kind of was just like, okay. Like you're learning, you cannot force that because you're robots, going to get hurt. So it's different social. Well, my mores, que- yeah, my question is: Do uh, electric what do uh, robots dream of electric genders? <laughs> like Wally's a man, Eve Eve's a female. I think so. I don't mean to impose I mean, that, she, but it no, seems yeah. like they're trying to invoke those she, genders. Yeah. She literally has a womb for <laughs> right. a oh, she does. life <laughs> carrier. That you put your seed in. Yeah, yeah. yeah they put, literally put a seed in there. And it's, yeah, so I, that's obviously what the filmmakers and are saying to make it relatable. And on the back of But his I'm just saying that they the don't have... Movie. I mean, he also has a womb. <laughs> it was rubber truck nuts. He also has a womb. He also has a womb. So it's so. the best True. lesbian robot story of all time. Oh, I like I would, that. Let's, for, let's say they're lesbians. I'm totally pro that. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say that even Wally's concept of love, even during those moments where he's like trying to yeah. just hold her hand, it's watching like a little kid just... Like I it's, like some, but it's it's very. They made it so much like it's a child right. it's trying to, to like understand or like figure something or out. An alien. It right. wasn't. It was. I didn't read it as like I agree. an adult being. But he is seven hundred years old. It's like <laughs> in Twilight when you're like, 
It's just a normal scene of two 17-year-olds making out. Wait, isn't he 92 years yeah, old? Yeah, when you, like yeah. Like internally, oh. that's weird. <laughs> Yet another Louis C.K. bit. Wait, what? 700-year-old Did he Wally. mention that? No, no, no. no I'm just <laughs> saying like old what Woody yeah, Allen. Yeah, no, Twilight gets fucked with that just because yeah. either that means he never mentally aged from 17, like he's 17 forever. Right, yeah. Which is <laughs> awful. Or he or, acts seventeen to like blend in with that type of girl. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's all. That just worse. That's so I don't. Worse. So that's there's no. Worse. There's no helping that scenario. Team werewolf. Team werewolf. Yeah. Uh, this is something though. I want because they're obviously making these like these gender politics of like a typical rom com kind of idea. This boy meets girl, so to speak. Robot meets robot. I think so. I think so. They're obviously doing that because they want to make it relatable to us, which is something that Pixar does in spades. Like, I can't think of another production house that is so good at this. And I want to look no further than at the beginning of the movie, the spork joke uh, about this universality joke where if people don't remember, he's got a spoon bin, he's got a fork bin. And he's got a spork in his hand. That he found in the world. He goes between the two and he can't decide which one to put it in. So he puts it in between the two. Now that's a joke that a seven-year-old can get and also a five-year-old. And I think notably it's the kind of jokes that Laurel and Hardy and Buster Keaton and shit would do. Right, right. I think they harken back to the time where it's like you can't mention anything in a joke. You can't mention who the president is. You have to mention things like, an apple. Something happens with an apple because everyone knows, knows what, what an, an apple, apple is. is. Yeah. yeah, how silly are apples? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that's the thing about they do this all the time. They do it in Monsters Inc. You know, anytime they talk about childhood because we've all been children, mm. uh, they they're really good at it because they they just focus in on the aspect that we they want to talk about. Toy Story three was a huge thing for our generation because we grew up with those that trilogy. And so when it was the idea of like going off, going off to college and leaving behind these mm-hmm. objects and these memories that mm-hmm. we shared and this imagination that we crafted, uh, we losing a part of ourselves, right? So they really honed in on a very specific aspect of moving away. And in this movie, they're focusing on a very specific aspect of they don't really have gender. They don't really have anything. They just have this want to be with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's the spork joke. That's the yeah. greatest thing ever that Pixar has ever done. Not the spork joke. That's great. But I mean, just that their ability to focus in on that universality is, I think, the power of Pixar. I think it's that plus the fact that they use that to deliver messages that other... So like Disney, that it was born out of that tradition. Sure. All their themes are literally ripped off from the fairy tales that they're based on. Yeah. And they are totally, they're like the Second Amendment, like they're meaningless now. <laughs> like the themes are like, be virtuous and the prince will like find you and it'll be fine. Yeah. And I like how Pixar has managed to do uh, that even kids struggle with clinical depression, which was my interpretation of Inside Out. That like, even when you're young, you should be aware your grandparents might die soon, which is up, like yeah. touches on. And I, I just, I my hat is always off to them when they do that versus like 
I guess cars where the message is like, friendship is good. And I'm like, that's a good message. But every children's book knocks that out of the park. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think Pixar is always not going to be it. accepted with just friendship is good. They're always going to say like, what, what aspects of friendship are. Do, are we in love with? Yeah. You know, there's a, always a more complex question at the end of the tunnel, I think. Well, and then Incredibles is about, is basically Harrison Bergeron, right? Like, is it okay to be special or does it hurt other people? To be special. But add on to that, what does it do to the family dynamics? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, Incredibles is way more about family dynamics and wanting to... I think it's about both. Because Syndrome's whole ethos is just that no one should be special. No one's special if everybody's special. Which is crazy. He's a good guy. Because like Harrison Bergeron, the story is to keep everyone the same, they handicap all the people who have talent. And I'm like, I see why that seems cruel. Syndrome was going to use technology to give everyone in the world superpowers. He, I mean, that's it's just uplifting a bummer. everyone. Yeah, it could. <laughs> it, I mean, it would have been great if he had just done that and not tried to like kill off all the heroes first. Well, I mean, he got the powers by like sucking their spinal fluid out or something. I don't remember, but yeah, he was he was just testing. He was testing a lot of his like machinery and shit on the heroes. That he was, was just his, also a dick. Yeah, but it's just like, well, just. Just offer that technology, man. You would have made. Exactly. I mean, clearly you were doing something because you made bank to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep you doing that. You're doing all right. Did yeah. He, does anyone? You had minions, man. <laughs> does anyone else think that in Wally, like I know that there's a symbolic notion and everyone's aware of it, but like just the absolute like zeroing in on like the relationship between Wally and Eva or Eve. Uh, she is the bringer of life and he's the disposal of life's remnants. <laughs> like that is such a life cycle if I've ever heard one, right? Like we come from we come from nothing and we go back to dust, you know? Like it's well, just such a cyclic, he, he wonderful... doesn't clear bones or ashes. He clears the waste we leave behind while we're right. alive. So I'm one I'm like the memories of us. I think it's a coincidence, but it's fun to decide what we think it means for no reason. He doesn't, sure. yeah, Here's yeah. the thing, he That's also never actually here. throws anything away. No, he, no, he doesn't. He compacts he it, it. But it's he compacts it and tries to like make something new out of it, which are just these towers, but he's yeah. building things with our garbage. Yeah, all, almost always the function of the object that he's like enamored with, the function of it is not what he's interested in. He likes it because it's shiny or it has a ran like he's a frisbee. Aerial. He doesn't understand but what the frisbee is. Even as just his for. like his function, like outside of personality, his function, he takes our garbage, stacks it mm-hmm. and puts it and build something else out of it. Unlike like the ship itself, remember, like when we saw it's garbage, it just tossed it into space. It didn't do anything else That's with a good it. Point. And I assume the idea was that someday, or at least I mean when they set all the Wallies free, that would clear space for people to return to Earth. Like you got to stack all the garbage in a tower just so there will be room elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think his goal is just to compact stuff. Now. I think that, yeah, I mean, it's very much clear even in the Is opening. he the last living one by the time the movie At starts? At least in his sec- section. That we ever section, see, yeah. though, right? Because yeah. there's ma- many megacities that they make. For clear. all we know, there's like a whole other section of Wallies that like they have right. their own culture and humanity because it's been see, 700 years and they've see, all interacted with each other. I want to see a Battlestar Galactica thing where... The Wally civilization gets like gets their feet under them, starts to explore the area, and they discover there's another ship that's been back for hundreds of years longer, and is like, "We will war on you." And take I really your like the idea that there's more than one ship. <laughs> me I have too. like because I, I want to believe that we've <laughs> even with all the gar. I mean, this is me trying to be optimistic that with all the garbage and if we're destroying the planet that we saved as many people as possible. Because sure. BNL, while evil, but not evil in the sense of like. 
nefarious, just evil in the sense of like, oh man, we're real wasteful and we didn't know what Mindless, to do. right. So I just like the idea, like there's got to be multiple ships and they're just all wandering because it's better to keep everybody like separated for mm-hmm. like sake of, you know, or it's just sad or like the other ships just didn't make it. Right. Like something happened well, to the like, other yeah, ships. Battlestar, the 13 ships, only like one remains by the end. But yeah, I guess uh, don't, spoiler alert for Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I always wondered about that. And also if the death was just from pollution, because Pixar Universe doesn't seem like the kind of place where there would have been like violent nuclear wars and cannibalism. Yeah, no, it just seems like it's straight up pollution and and lack of space. Then there can't be 100% mortality. There must be people underground in like their 10 Cloverfield Lane buckers Mm. who are going to come out and be like... We're just living on Mars? You have a food maker in the Axiom? We're going to slit your throats in your (laughs) sleep. Take your food maker. (laughs) Or just living on Mars? Like maybe there was a colony that's like on the ship. There's a colony that's like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, with all this technology, we have ships. Why wouldn't have they gone to Mars? Like there's got to be humans on Mars just hanging out. Wally too. Wally Wars where it's like, he won it with love. Now he must defend it with blood. And <laughs> well, it's like, we will stop the Martians from taking the axe. It's rising the just, planet of the air. I'm just mentally making fanfic where I'm like, what if the majority of earth like all the humans went to mars developed mars but axiom since that was the bnl like rich people ship they right. went off it's the deep impact you know you and so they on. were like so they went off for 700 years because they thought they so would luxurious. be back yeah they thought they would come back but like majority of humanity on mars developed it they have the same robots they have yep, the same tech yep. mars is fine they figured out mars and then the rich people just went back to Earth and just like, well. Then Wally has to decide an even more nuanced version <laughs> of humanity. Like, did I back the right portion of humanity? When the Martians come and he's like, I will help you defeat the Martians. And the Martians are like, whoa, whoa, we're also human. And the people you back to the people who ruin the Earth. And he's like, oh, well, shit. shit, I'm Wally. What do I do? I also want to see. I'm on board. I'd watch this. I'd watch I want to see Yoda fight Wally. They're the same size. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just his his little three fingers just start spinning around. Yes. Oh man! And Yoda like almost has him. He's flipping around, and finally Wally just traps him in his body. And you hear <laughs> Yoda go, no! "No, please, no!" And he just gets <laughs> compressed. Into a little yoga and, then, and then of course the obligatory door open, flop out yeah. box of Yoda. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, and then he takes the lightsaber looks at it and just like pack his have you guys gone to any any comic con where you've seen like that because they have those robotic um booths where they have like a wally i've I've seen a robotic wally i have not but i've not if you go um most conventions like you know they have like their bb8s and your r2s but sometimes they'll have a wally going around with the Mm. sounds and everything and the whole and it's it's a delight he's also way bigger than you think because they're like, he's to size he's to and he's, right. he's like, in your oh. head, you're like, he's like dog size. Like he's little. I two feet. No, he's. You're holding your hand at like four feet. Yeah. He's about, he's, he's, he's a tall robot. Like mm-hmm. he's, and like big. Cause I think those cubes aren't like little cubes. Like. I what, guess. They're, they're like a big, like I want to say like a, like a. Three by three kind bigger, of. Bigger. Like a four, like five by five boxes of garbage. Well, then that means he's like eight feet. That's. I he's well, he's, or well, maybe he's like, like his eyes. I mean, I don't know measurements, but his now eyes. Now her hand's like, just shaking erratically. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like his okay. Eye that's like three and a half feet. I did yeah. wonder though, because even at that size, it's not as large as a, like, let's say a semi truck. I always wanted to see what happens if he rolls up to a semi truck. 
can he like fucking dismantle shit with his claws? Is he that strong? Yeah. Wouldn't he have to like rip fuel tanks apart, shove them inside himself? <laughs> I mean, there might be bigger <laughs> wallies out there just for those purposes. Like he just might have oh, been assigned for, you we, know, like we, cleaning a city. We see them on the Axiom. There's things called like... I freak willies. Oh, uh, wallas. Wallas. Because wallas. so wa- wallas. And they're a giant wally, so it could be so, those, right? Uh, I actually have this. What wally stands for is waste allocation load lifter, comma earth class. So the ones that you're talking about is axiom waste class. allocation load lifters, axiom class. Nice. And they're enormous. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Yeah, and they each have a Lewis Black inside of them, shouting angrily. <laughs> <laughs> I just want. <laughs> well, all Pixar movies have I'm just to be tired connected. of all this waste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also am concerned for the humans, like being on actual Earth gravity and how their bones that don't exist because they show that. Yeah, bone. That's loss. part of. That's what I'm saying. Like, is how, how do they all live? They're atrophied. It doesn't make sense. Very painful. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. But possible. Drugs, make small trips outside. Of, return to the Axiom. Build up your tolerance. Yeah, lots yeah. of drugs. I'm sure that ship. Like, they are high the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Also, I guess it wouldn't be as hard to start a civilization from scratch if you're like, but there is a room over there with a replicator. So, like, that helps. Yeah, no one's, <laughs> yeah. No one's starving. If you get exhausted, I'm sure there's little medical robots that come right back out and be like, all right, we're, we're going to take you back and, like, fix you up, and they, then we'll put you right back they out. They kind of hint at it in the ending credits where it does, like, the kind of, like, growth from old like renaissance art and cave paintings and then it goes to like the 8-bit which is one of my favorite things ever is that as the credits roll it slowly develops its art form yeah um but something that i think is early on i think it's when they're doing like the kind of uh like watercolors you can see like some of the they're still fat and they're like hoeing uh, a tilling, farm, the soil. tilling soil and like a few of them like put arms to their brow and like they're sweating and in pain but they're still doing it yeah and i think that's just supposed to be a metaphor and for i think life. they show that the axiom gets work. built into like a building like it, it i also like they do that the structures. robots have secondary code because they were always meant to come back right but all of a sudden either more robots show up out of the ship like oh we're finally here to do the rebuilding part. That's like, true. That was a bunch of terraforming robots could totally believably appear from space and be like, we got Ava's signal. We got the signal. Here so, we go. And, and we're going to help. The guy tilling the soil is like, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> I did not want to keep doing that. <laughs> and like Wally is like, but, but, but you're supposed to learn. He's I, like, shut up, Wally. I also love well, how like, they the do like. The robots on the ship start helping out farming and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that must be secondary programming. Right. That's just like, it, it's in their code. Right, because be you like, were a vacuum cleaner before. Yeah, so, and yeah. now you're like. <laughs> helping make a farm so yeah. it's in i would assume it's in their programming or they can you go back learn. to earth now this is what you do or their programming is capable of learning that why too. wouldn't like they they're that i mean sentient. they're uh, bnl is obviously obviously unprepared. some of the robots are capable so of they they may have thought of this contingency and right. thought of terraforming robots but remember these are also the same people who just did not know how long they were going to be adrift so that's why wally creates these columns that like essentially fall over in each other yeah. They didn't expect the to columns to be that long or right. large. So they don't have, they have some contingency, but not necessarily enough. So who's to say? I do have a question for you. Uh-huh. Sure. Something that I realized in this viewing, which is if Otto's directive, which, you know, Otto didn't, uh, I think, voiced by Sigourney Weaver? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, became not to colonize any planet or at least go back home. And that was like this 
because of whatever logic that made like this is the best way for you to survive and my whole directive is that you guys should survive so we're ne the plan was never to go back home why have bot why even deploy evas why even send bots out because the human captain would be like why aren't we deploying evas but it Otto was, has already hidden information from the captain. Because it was a directive for, I for dressed for Otto. And I think I think once, I mean, even with the program, they were like, the Eves will never come back with anything. Also, I don't think they BNL... Were, the Eves were never supposed to come back with anything I mean, it's not I don't think BNL was top secret video. Right. And I don't think BNL maliciously wanted people to never come back. No. I think like six more months passed and they realized like, we can't fix this. And then they were like, don't come back. But they had already set the program in motion. So Eves, maybe. So, so Otto's just Otto doesn't have what Wally has, which is the ability to have Change. wants or emotion. I don't think well, so. Well, because nothing on the ship changes enough or is different enough for him, to, for him or her, him, the for Otto Shim. to to trigger curiosity or something different. Because everything always just went as. Program also, like planned. you said, I mean, their name is Otto, and I think, like you said, they represent the part of robots we don't like, like uncompromising logic that you can't get around. Mm. So I did get the sensation that Otto doesn't have sentience or learning capability. It's like a more yeah. rudimentary and I program. Think, I think but why does Eve was, then? I think the intent was that... So she can fall in love. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the intent with Otto in particular is like Otto didn't need humanity because there was supposed to be a captain there. There was supposed to be a duo. Right, So Agreed. the captain is humanity. Sure. Otto doesn't need it. But if, but if he says, then why does Eve need humanity? Or why doesn't Eve... Because Eve has only been exposed to not her Why does Eve need for... to appreciate the joy of like, oh, it's great to get out and be on Earth. It's true, she doesn't. Well, she almost maybe, maybe programming Eve... This is me just... Making up stuff. Uh, yeah. Programming yeah. Eve to to be curious will help her in her aid to find plants and explore be the a earth detective. and like be yeah. and look for si better signs like, of life. Yeah. For all we know, to when you get to the point where you can actually program sentience, maybe you don't program seek out plants. Plants look like this. Maybe you program be curious and learn. If you ever come across a plant, that's what you're looking for. You know, yeah. who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you made me realize by mentioning the credits. Another thing, the credits. Are problematic to me. They're cool, yeah. but man, oh yeah, they, they go through so they many different culture. Like, I'm like, you're four going plot holes you didn't need to in just in the credits. I was like, why are they? Why are they making Egyptian art? Who's, it, okay, this who's, is what I'm getting at. You guys are right. They should just keep it to white art. That's no, no, no. They just no, came to ship just like, 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 where they're like, hey, remember <laughs> watching movies and probably reading manga and knowing about Pablo Picasso and shit. Let's start over with cave paintings. Why? Wally demands we replicate human history from beginning. Oh, I didn't expect <laughs> that this is what like their art would be. It's just a way to do a credit sequence. Oh, I thought uh, it represent that they like relived every I, era I in think it's order. Symbolic I I took it as like, oh, they are going through the process and like took it literal and then really? in order for me to like make it not problematic in my head, I had to go, this is just credits. Because they can't do that. Otherwise, Why would they do that? I did not Because otherwise, that it's just like, oh, okay, they're learning how to be human again. Let's go through all the art cycles in human history to show that. And it's just kind of like, they wouldn't have had their own art. No one... Like, I would love it if Wally came out one day and he's like, 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 crazy. like everyone, they started with cave paintings. Everyone, Sumerian shit is dead. We're Egyptian shit now. Get to it, guys. You guys Start are doing crazy. Egyptian shit. You are absolutely insane. The yeah, idea I took it, I it's took an it homage literal. to the history the of humanity. The idea that you guys take that credit sequence is literal. I had 
They had whatever fucking art or, that they had. Or this all of that is one guy. Up. It's one guy on the ship or one girl on the ship who was just like, what is art? And the computer was like, this is art history and this is all of it. And that person was like, I'm going to learn all of this. And that one or two people or that, whatever. That was Mo. <laughs> those, those group of humans were just like, I want to learn so. all of art. And they took it upon themselves to show how the new humans are... Like growing no. by copying these art styles themselves, like I, the only way to kind of like maybe. Thin star. I Sweet. love it. I love it though. I love that both like you guys are like doing the literal thing. Just I, someone, just just a big old nerd on the ship who's just like, I'm gonna learn how to paint every style. And, every style. And the computer just showed them. Well, okay, this is how you start. And this it is started with cave paintings, and you're like, okay, here we go. That's fucking hilarious. Because he, because the person paints the captain most of the time, and like, so it's like, oh, you're painting your leader. That's the thing is, it depicts maybe it's a captain. It depicts the characters we know in these situations, so it's not a symbolic homage to the history of humanity because it depicts like the Cliff Clavin guy painting hieroglyphics. No, why is he doing that? No, it's a parable of these these eight <laughs> people, and those eight people symbolically represent I humanity. Think it's like a hundred. That's how movies. You work. don't think? No, I don't think. How many it's people hybrid. are on the Axiom when they land? You like six thousand. Right. Oh, you just said eight. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, somewhere in there, eight to I, six thousand. I, I think there's more. I think it's at least like I think ten it's to ten grand. Ten thousand people. I think it's eight million. <laughs> All right, Andrew Stanton, hit us up. How many people live on the Axiom? It's 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 as big as several cruise ships, and cruise ships could fit a couple thousand people. Obviously, so, a classy so cruise ship like, has a capacity of. <laughs> Four crew cabins. We're Four talking bridge cabins. <laughs> it could fit. It could fit all of California on that ship. There you go. All of California, like all yeah. the people. Yeah, isn't all that like forty million people? I think. So. I mean, more than that. Wait, you think the Axiom is as large as the state of California? No, like people-wise, like carrying amount of people, and like it's much denser. It's in a parking lot, and we also don't know the scale of like a lot of the cities. It seemed like everything went big and large. Mm-hmm. So by and large. So like when when the ship lands, there's still not a good context of like the size of the ship. I think there is a pretty good concept of it because it lands next to like wheat and grass when they like it like opens up. Fred and Willard they walk key in. sort this out. There yeah. were eighteen thousand people. Yeah, I want to oh. say. I want to say. <laughs> nah, now I'm bumping it up. I think at least a million people on that a ship. A million people. I I I, I think. Can't see it. Upper I wonder limit, what they did with their dead. Upper limit fifty thousand. Shot them in space. They, they let Wally compress them and stack them nearby. Oh God! <laughs> you think they just reuse their nutrients? Because you're not going to want to waste anything. And they're anything. like, "Hey, cockroach!" Because they're having babies. You got to use every part of this. Because they're having babies, but those aren't pregnant no. people. <laughs> they're giant babies having babies. <laughs> like no one. I don't think anybody's really fucking. Yeah. They're not they interacting. Well, they they're imagine, not interacting with each other. I have no to imagine for the first couple generations, robots are. Collecting semen and artificially inseminating the women. Yeah, because we do see babies. <laughs> remember, there are babies. Move. There's a whole crew of babies. There's yeah. like about twenty of them. But like, how it's are these? Ba- how are we popping out these babies though? It could just be Tubes. another robot. Tubes? Robot breeding factories and C-sections. Uh, it's hard. It turns into a no, horrible no. External, apocalypse. External external wombs. It's tubes. It's, oh, okay. it's not even testy like, babies. Yeah. I especially love it because we already know that sometimes robots malfunction. They have a whole wing devoted to like the whole the ribbon. Sick bay for the the sick bay for the robots. So if there are breeding robots and sometimes they malfunction, that's horrifying. Oh man! Because they're just like, oh, oops, oops. we made a ripped your new dick thing. off. Sorry. Or also just like <laughs> petri dish robot and just like I made a 
dog human. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I always wonder about a replicator is if you can be like, if we fully understand the structure of a human brain, be like, give me a chili dog and uh, make a human baby. Do you think all all those humans are clones? (laughs) Maybe. That they're not, I mean, they're not, they're just clones of the, how many Johns have there been? How many Marys have there been? Yeah, is Cliff Clavin like Cliff Clavin <laughs> Prime Prime Prime? Yeah. Uh, no, I I think we see. Oh. Do they mate even before uh, we, Wally comes? Uh, when to we the see the picture of the captain, and the captain, I assume, yep. is not bloodline You're right. system. There's generations. There's different. There's, gen- there's generations, but that might be a whole other like programming system on how to pick a captain. Different captains are elected. It's not always the same clone. Yeah. yeah. Well, now like, we're Star might, Trek. But I mean, like, but like the regular, yeah. the regular Let's talk folks, about Star Trek. like, oh, there's a certain amount of people on the ship there could only be a certain amount of people on the ship that they we don't can have do. sex so i think it seems unlikely they i have think sex. they're clones of each other i think yeah. after a certain you think point they're clones? i think wally and eve have to teach them to make love again yeah I like they're like don't know how to make well, there's definitely porn on those computers yeah. and of Somebody's course gonna ask the question one day <laughs> and then so, they're like where do babies come from well, they does show, that like, mean that they like, show a the classroom n- of little kids learning yeah. Um, yeah. On the axe. Those are replacements for the ones Replacing that you said. clones. Okay. But I'm like, if so, if Wally and Eva have to teach sex to humanity. It would just be holding hands. It would be holding hands <laughs> and being lesbians. No, it's leaning close enough that our electricity arcs between you. <laughs> That's how babies are made. Were yeah. you aware? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I'm just, I'm like, oh, there with were there vibrator robots? Yeah, there's we're asking too oh, many definitely. questions. Oh, definitely. There's there's definitely bots. like a like you go to your room and there's a, other robots for yourself. Oh, dude, they totally got a bunch of Jude laws up in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, like, if it's a whole society where you're like, I live, like, I live, I live in a, a floating chair and my every physical need is taken yeah. care of. Obviously, sex yeah. would be covered. Uh, yeah, not robots. this time, Jude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, can you, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> you know what? To, yeah. Just because that's a callback to one of our dude, past sketches. I mean. Maybe it breaks down differently where you are on the gender spectrum, but a lot of men already have sex with a toy that's just like a cutout torso, like just the hips of a woman right. with a vaginal hole. I don't think they're going to make a whole Jude Law robot. It'll just oh, be no. a dick Oh, no, on this will be, it's just their screen. It's, you're still looking at your screen. You're looking at the screen, and there's something that comes and rubs your bits. Right, underneath the screen. It's just like a oh, little Wally no, that is unhappy. There's with no, because they never looked at anything outside of the screen. <laughs> yeah, so they don't right. know what's rubbing their bits. They're just <laughs> looking at the screen. It's just like. Rubbing their bits. Thing. And the robot looks at the camera and goes, it's a living. <laughs> so if we fail as filmmakers and storytellers, uh-huh. the three of us are going to make uh, erotic storehouse that's either called uh, a stick with a dick or rub your bits. No, Wally's Willy. I like r- Wally's, uh, Willy. Wally's Willy. I mean, we could write these and make the put them up on yeah. Amazon. Yeah, make bank. Do yeah. robots rub your electric bits? <laughs> well, that's our Wally episode. Make sure to listen to it with your young children because yeah. it's a children's film. <laughs> and, and for the children out there, yeah. Uh, don't know what to Define say. Why are you here? Star, where can people find you? Uh, you could find me on Twitter at StarlineX, but pronounced StarleneX, but for spelling purposes, StarlineX. <laughs> that threw me for a while because you would say that. Yep. And then someone had to correct I always me. have to explain <laughs> yep. it. I'm like, spelling. It's just easier to spell that way. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just easier to spell. Abe. Abe well, the Mighty. Uh, Abe the Mighty at Twitter, but you know, you, you find know. me here, Small Beans. That's fine. 
Uh, Wally! Wally! This has been a Small Beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!